you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Yards away from his sixth Super Bowl. And of course, for the upstart 49ers, they're six yards away from Pontiac. Third and three. We'll see a pickup sometime on the right side, possibly. Montana looking, looking, throwing in the end zone. Football program available on Apple Podcasts and at NFL.com slash DDFP. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Happy birthday to perhaps the best quarterback of all time. Nah, I don't think anybody would sign off on that in the 21st century, but he's in the conversation, at least the great Joe Montana and maybe the greatest coach of all time. Uh, Vince Lombardi, he'd also be in the conversation. Gene Wilder, at least the most underrated comedic film star that we've seen in the last 60 or 80, or I guess pretty much since film was invented. Shia LaBeouf, Jacques Cousteau, Adrian Barbeau. The list goes on and on, and and I'm proud to say I have a birthday on June 11th, and I dare say maybe the greatest birth date of any that you can find out of the 365. I encourage you, I challenge you to come up with a better birth date collection of stars than uh, than what June 11th offers there. Anywho, hi and hello, and welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program. I hope all's well wherever you are. QBs, as we love to talk about, it's never out of fashion to buzz about QBs and who's good and who's bad and who's the best and who's better than whom. We'll get into all of that right now. Maybe we'll have some time for some NBA finals. 
Cardinals talk, maybe for what's going on in baseball with the the. I think we need to move a franchise up to Mount Pius already. It makes too much <laughs> sense. At least the the Baseball Hall of Fame. It's where it belongs. You know, that's mm-hmm. a everybody up on Mount Pius about everything these days. Let's get into everything, shall we? First of all, saying hello to uh, to one of our favorites here at NFL Media. You watch him on Total Access. You hear him on Sirius. He's uh, you know a famous guy himself. It's Cole oh. Wright. What's happening, fella? Nothing much, man. How you doing? Great, ba- great ba- uh, baseball pitcher yourself. Well, I wouldn't go that far. If I was great, I'd still be playing. Not, I mean, not relatively speaking. Not the case. Okay. You thank, must thank have you been. for that pat on the back, though. But I bet you in your neighborhood that the kids feared Cole Wright. Were you the scariest pitcher in Little League? I didn't start pitching until I got a little bit older. You're kidding. No, no. That's why I was. My, my advice to the youth is don't take up pitching until, you know, you're at least old enough to oh, wait a you second. know how to do Damashek was getting things. turns. Not every, I wasn't the I wasn't the best pitcher on the team, but when Aaron Grendel couldn't go, <laughs> I was I was one <laughs> of the Aaron first Grendel. Yeah, right. Oh yeah. man, he, he was a beast. Oh, he could beast. throw it so hard and then like when Mustang he was, League? Yeah, well no, he what he would do is he would play shortstop and I remember yeah. very well at Forest Hills uh I think as where as was the, where the field was, and when in the spring and summer, when the sun would be going down, it if you were at first base, which is where I was playing, sure. the the sun would set right in your eye line over the shortstop's head, and Aaron Grendel was the shortstop on my team, and I, I was so scared. I was like, please don't hear, hit it to Aaron. You're Grendel. lefty, right? Yeah, I'm a lefty, lefty. and they would, it, at shortstop, if they hit the ball to him, he would throw it so hard to me yep. over there. I'd be so petrified that, the, see it. that the ball, yeah, I wouldn't see. I mean, I, it was a 50-50 proposition under the best of circumstances, nice. let alone with the sun in my eyes. But sometimes I would get the pitch out there, you know, like if there were two games in a week and mm-hmm. we you couldn't let uh, Aaron go in the second one, I would go out there. And uh, one time, I think it was either three or four innings, scoreless, you know, hitless even. <laughs> Then I walked the bases full. Like a young full. Sandy Koufax. Yes, until, right, until. <laughs> the bases full. Until I walked the bases full, and then the only girl in the league came up to the plate, and she happened to be lefty, and I didn't like that, you know. That lefty-lefty matchup had you shook. Well, I didn't like it. It, was, it threw <clears throat> off the optics for mm-hmm. me, you know. It was like hard, like, wait, I can't throw. Oh, it's t- I feel crowded, and first pitch I beamed her. Not on purpose. No, it was intentional. We know it was. Maybe she had a company. No, yeah, maybe yeah. she was maybe she was crowding yeah. the plate a little bit yeah. too much. Could yeah, I don't know if she did it again. Strategy, because I don't know, because I was pulled after that. Yeah, like all right, you walk the bases pulled, and then you just beat somebody. Girl. I on. think your day is done. Yeah, hit the shot. Anywho, hey, let's say hello to uh, to the other guy joining us here. I mentioned him on last week's podcast, and he didn't care for the mention. I thought it was nice of me to wow. promote a colleague's banner job of ranking the QBs uh, by franchise and determining who the best quarterback in each of the 32 NFL franchises is and then taking that and weighing which franchise has the best gaggle of QBs since the common draft began he sits down there you see him way in the background when you see Patrick Claibon or anyone else at the news desk you see him way back there on the wall on NFL Network it's Ali Bampuri how are you fella you know I'm doing well and I gotta say um I didn't mind the yeah. call out. At, that was nice of me. Yeah, it was nice of you. You're the welcome. Way it started, but you know, I was told by Ryan Bartlett mm. that there was a, a little bit of a here. call out, right? And so I was excited. I downloaded the podcast. I was getting ready to to uh, fly out on my one year anniversary. Puzzle tough. Yeah, thank you, thank you. And you know, I was sitting down in my seat on the plane, turned it on. It all started out great, and then the words "wild" and "daft." 
were you all right, but you understand Daft doesn't apply to Damashek. That's not a part of my lexicon. No, no, it was, that's it, Handsome Hank. And Handsome Hank decided he didn't want to show up here today. He's a coward. He, you know, I, hey, I'm not going to use that word, wow. but he did, he threw out some. It's quite the indictment there, yeah. on Handsome. It's all these Daft. You know, that's what he, he said. That's exactly what it sounded like. He, he, so did, he did chicken out of the uh, Patrick Holmes Velocity Invitational, though. So yeah, I, we did that last. Does yeah. that surprise anybody? Nowhere, to, nowhere to be found. So anyway. you went and you ranked all the every franchise. You determined who you think using numbers, not just your heart and gut. That's usually the the two things I rely <laughs> on. But you used actual numbers and research to divine who the best quarterbacks are for each of the franchises. Eddie Spaghetti. Uh, what struck your eye? Anything behind the glass there? How are you? Thank you for a, a nice bottle of rosé. I know just last weekend it was National Rosé Day. Right. More of our good work, our impact, making the world that's already good even better. Did, spaghetti, did you steal that from the Palm Hotel? Yeah, I know. No. What gives what, there? What is that? Like complimentary <laughs> bottles? It doesn't give this today for yeah. his birthday. No, I, uh, no I, I, you know, browsed the store. I saw a quality bottle, and I thought, you know, 2018 is a gr- great year for Rosé from what <laughs> I've heard, so uh, I got Dave the best. But it's named after the hotel, though. It is they'd a little like, fishy. Yeah. They'd be like, hey, here's, here's, a, here's a bottle of Sheraton. Enjoy, Dave. <laughs> Sheraton. <laughs> you should make sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> here's, here's, here's some fine 2019 extended <laughs> Western brand wine? <laughs> I've never this? even Red heard. Red Roof Inn? Wait, there's that Trader Joe's? Red Make Roof sure Syrah? I, what? <laughs> I didn't know that they were involved in that sort of that? thing. Check the seal on that. Make sure it's not. It's not <laughs> right? Like, yeah, why Why is a third of it missing? <laughs> is there, is there, gl- is there glitter weird. in there? Well, look, I got the receipt. <laughs> I have the proof that it's a quality, you know, purchase slash bottle. So let's. I appreciate it, Spaghetti. Thank you very much for that. All right, I'll jump into it then. Right. Let's go with, because uh, I want to talk about a few of uh, the most controversial ones and not surprisingly they are some of the uh, most decorated franchises in NFL history obviously if you have good QBs throughout the last uh, half century it probably has led to a Lombardi or three so let's start with the San Francisco 49ers who did you determine because that is something we've talked about a fair amount here in the last month or so on the DDFP Steve Mariucci and David Carr both uh, both of whom know quite a bit about quarterback and um, say that Steve Young is better than Joe Montana. I mean, what? I don't know. Well, David Carr also said, Cole, just so he's all know. about hot takes when well, he's he, over here. I think he does it almost intentionally. Oh, yeah. He, he also said that uh, Steve Young, uh, he also said Joe Montana isn't in the top 10 quarterbacks of the Super Bowl era. That's a Blasphemy wild take. I mean, I don't know. Blasphemy. I don't that's know. That's a wild take. He's better than that. It's a little weird. He's, be- he's better than that. That's, that's he, did I, that. he did that for clicks. I, no, he no, had no. to have. No, no, no. He had to I, uh, Eddie Spaghetti was witness, and the listeners heard it. I he, said, he said it with like a half I said, smile, though, Carr, right? No. I said, listen, David Carr, you're going <clears> to get a lot of stuff for this. Do you want, We can stop. We can go back. We can let you redo this. He, he refused. He He's said, I understand that. what's coming my way. So, all right. Wow. So, I should say, let's start it off. Hotter than the pass rushes that's that, that felled him repeatedly yeah. in his rookie season mm-hmm. down in Houston. With this exercise, to be eligible uh, as to be determined a franchise quarterback, you had to have a minimum of 48 starts with that team to show a little bit of longevity. So, 16 games in a season, three seasons worth. Before you go too far, yeah. who is the least franchise quarterback-y of the franchise quarterbacks, who's uh, the guy when you think franchise? Like uh, oh, he's not really a. I mean, there are guys quite a few. There are quite a few. Um, you know, Jeff Blake on the Cincinnati Bengals qualified, but is there we go. Not someone who would necessarily. So you had to have uh, forty-eight minimum starts, and you had to fulfill two of the next three requirements. Two of three: uh, one Pro Bowl selection at least, seventy-five 
or higher passer rating, and then a winning record as a starting quarterback. So that all sets, you know, as the table set, uh, that's how I then created the list of who was eligible for which team. So for the 49ers, uh, I went Montana over Young. Um, during Montana's prime, uh, in the, about an eight or nine year stretch, the Niners scored almost 200 more points than the next closest team. Uh, you know, Super Bowl winner, obviously, he's got four. He's got the MVPs. It was a close call, but, you know, four is going to always win uh, versus two versus one with Young only had one as a starter. So it's Montana. Well, I mean, the the argument that people, as I always say, people are overthinking things a little bit when they want to devalue the championships. You know, it's a, it, it is the point, after all, of playing the season. So I think Absolutely. you do have to weigh it. And in fact, it should be very close to, if not the number one evaluator of how good yeah. a quarterback, quarterback is. is. You know, I, that, that, that's it's not like I, Joe Montana was just along for the ride. Yeah, I know, do. If someone's like, oh, he has four titles, but, you know, you know, I think Montana is great and everything. I do kind of buy where David Carr is coming from, which is that the Bill Walsh offense jumped the NFL and teams just didn't, it wasn't a simple like, Oh, we'll just start doing this. They're going to start throwing more. You didn't have the personnel to react to what okay, they were yeah. doing. It was such a curveball that the NFL had no, uh, I mean, then you look at the guys, the thing that boosts Montana though, is who he was doing it with. And those first couple before Jerry Rice arrives, before Roger Craig really fully emerges. I mean, look at the names of guys. Dwight Clark was very good. Freddie Solomons was, was older. Um, and the running backs, you would have a hard time even summoning their names at this point. But his number, his numbers are great. Yeah. I mean, and they hold up. And within that period of time, he was, you know, top five, top seven in almost every category you'd want to be in. Um, so while it's close and I wrote in there that, you know, Steve Young would be almost every other team's franchise quarterback. Yep. Um, but just when you're going up against Montana. It's- in my QB studies over the last, like I say, basically since the offseason began here, I've really uh, I've dove into it. One thing that has emerged is recurring great outsized respects for Steve Young. People love people who study football and are wise about it for the last uh, half century. Like I say, love what Steve Young did. My pushback is, yes, he was great, except that he didn't rise to the occasion in the big spots in January more often than not. He couldn't take care of those Cowboys teams and Brett Favre. Yes, those were great teams. You know who else played great teams along their way to Super Bowl championships? All the other QBs. What do you mean with the nonsense that, well, yeah, but the Cowboys and Packers were really good. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, yeah. <laughs> you got to beat those teams. What do you, yeah. yeah who, who didn't have to beat good teams on their way to, to Lombardi? The biggest criticism I've gotten has been, oh, well, you shouldn't count uh, wins, win losses and championships because it's a team um, rubbish. Yeah, I, I think it's part of the equation. That's why you talk about pass rating. That's why you talk a little bit about Pro Bowls. Yeah, you can say what you want about Pro Bowls, but for the most part, if you've made a Pro Bowl, you were a top five to ten player at your position, and that's really what you are aiming for from your franchise to be a franchise quarterback. Is that's what you want? I don't want to have to restate things uh, for the umpteenth time, but I w- but you know, listen, a quarterback is more. It's a team sport. You can't put. A, then why does the QB make get all the shine. that exactly. much more money yeah, so they than the right guard makes? What are you talking? What are we talking about? It is not. Uh, then everybody would get paid the same if it was if it didn't make a difference. Um, who uh, that that your quarterback be your best player? I think the only man I've ever asked to take a selfie with, Joe Montana. Is that right, Joe Montana? Neat. Yeah. Um, okay, so you, so you're going. I don't think that one's that hard there. Um, who is is? Uh, I would think it's the Niners. I did. 
something very similar to this a few years back where I took the top three QBs in franchise history. I didn't go all the way back. I do it in the Super Bowl era. I try to keep it to that. I don't care what happened in 1940. Nobody cared about pro football back then. College football ruled, not not pro football. The uh, to, to that point, always, to the cynics who push back at that, I will remind you, when the college all-stars used to play the NFL champion, which they did for I don't know how many years, at least 50 years. They used to do that. The college football all-stars used to beat the NFL's best team. That, that, that tells you everything you need to know about the state of the NFL way back when. Anyhow. When did that end? Do you know? 1977, I think. What? It was a crazy rainstorm game. The Steelers played the college all-stars. Randy White. Um, of Maryland got a sack on uh, on Terry Bradshaw. Matter of fact, let's jump into that team right now, shall we? Well, we could jump Ooh. into those two teams. Let's go with Randy White's old team, the Dallas Cowboys. Mm. This is an interesting one. Troy Eggman gets the three wing, th- three rings. Roger Staubach would probably be hailed up there with Joe Montana pre Tom Brady had he gotten just one of two victories in the two Super Bowls he played against the Pittsburgh Steelers, he would have been held up with with three rings as the uh, probably, like I say, up there with 16 in the 20th century. So who did you go with here? Or did you go Romo? I did not go Romo. No, Romo. Uh, <laughs> I did go Staubach. And I think... Um I think with Staubach, he does not have the rings, but he's got a lot. He's got more championship game appearances than Aikman. Um, he was incredibly successful, and he won so much. Um, he started 50 fewer games than Aikman and won, um, what are we looking at here? Only nine games less. So 50 wow. fewer starts and only nine fewer wins. So he did a lot in a lot less time. Um, and so for me, it was Staubach, number one over eight. Skills translate, his his particular skill sets would translate very neatly in the 21st century, too. He was Russell oh. Wilson, basically, before Russell Wilson was. Not designed runs, per se, but so elusive back there. Kind of like Fran Tarkenton back exactly. in the day. He also he led the really. league four times in passer rating. So that's it's huge. Yeah, it's huge. Um so I, I yeah I thought uh, so many dramatic clutch moments for Roger Staubach yeah I think uh, the the kids out there if I if I would direct anyone to go back and dig up video on the uh, on the computers that would be one of the top three or four guys I would uh, suggest you go back and watch because he really is one of the all time greats and I feel like if a lot of people looked up Troy Aikman stats like if you ask people off the top of their head like you know just give, give me numbers here here and there I think they they way overshoot some of Troy Aikman's numbers no disrespect to Troy Aikman. I mean, I think sometimes the three championships clearly cloud people's, you know, yeah, what, what they remember and what they don't. I mean, you know, like I say, <laughs> Montana's first couple of rings came yeah. without Jerry Rice and sure. people often will attach it. But, you know, Joe Montana did ultimately play with the best receiver of mm-hmm. all time, had a great offensive line. People forget how good those defenses were in San Francisco. Um, and that's one example. Everybody who we will discuss here who is in the who is at the very top of the list played with good, good. played on good teams. That's sure. what happens. Right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. Nobody's ever won with the bum squad from front to back. And so <clears throat> let's go with the most controversial thing, perhaps, of all here. The Niners have Montana and Steve Young, and they had Colin Kaepernick, who took him to a Super Bowl. I don't know if he qualified. He did Jeff not Garcia? qualify. Jeff Garcia? Uh, Jeff Garcia did qualify. Jeff Garcia oh, had some that. big years there with T.O. Steve Bono even wasn't a terrible backup there. And Alex Smith, by the Alex time he Smith left. Alex Smith was, was was, came on with Jim Harbaugh. You Elvis had, Gerback. Just missed him. John yeah, Brody. 
John Brody, Brody did he, <laughs> he did. qualify? He did so they had a they had a gaggle of good QBs, and then Green Bay, yeah, would be the contender for me, along with San Francisco, for the best collection of quarterbacks all time. Yeah, the thing with Green Bay though is because uh, similar to you, I only went back to the common draft era, so Bart Starr didn't end up qualifying because he didn't have uh, enough starts from '67 onward with the Packers. Had we done all time. The Packers, I mean, Star Favre, Rogers is, I don't know how you maybe, I don't think you People can might that. argue that. I'm sure people in Green Bay won't like that as uh, w- what the result uh, is because of uh, your decision to do that. But also it's disingenuous when people start talking with great passion about how good Jim Brown was. Did you watch Jim yeah, Brown? Exactly. How many games of Jim Brown's? What's your favorite game you ever watched him play? You don't know what he. Yeah, it's it's hard to assess guys you've never watched play. So I always try to eliminate the those guys that uh, that you know tra- that that um, uh, preceded my uh, my watching of it. And I try to go back and watch games. I've watched Johnny Unitas play a couple of games now, but it's hard for me to really assess how good he is, how much he measures up with the uh, one one camera angle from the top. Yeah, you the, know, from the press box. Um. So I would say. To me, I would say San Francisco, but okay, based on what you're saying, I still, I mean, you know, Rodgers and Favre and Mikowski and even Lynn Dickey. Yeah, so. Lynn uh, Dickey had some nice years there. Um, as far as with these measurements, uh, only Favre and Rodgers qualify hmm. for the Packers. And as amazing well, and as great really? as they've been, yeah. Um, and it, it, you know, it pains me as a Bears fan to say it. They're awesome, and they've tormented the Bears for a long time. Uh, they were only number three on my list uh, of teams. So who's your number one? I went with the Cowboys, which led to a lot of people on Twitter, you know, proclaiming me being a Cowboys fanboy and uh, being a huge lifelong Cowboys fan. Both things not true, but when you look at the Cowboys, they basically have had a, a great. Um, or above average quarterback play for almost the last 45 years. Um, And so I valued the longevity and the availability of a lot of these guys while their top end is not as good as Montana or Young or Farver Rogers collectively as a group of franchise passers, they gave the Cowboys an opportunity to win for a long period of time. It's interesting. I would say we had the debate last week, you know, Romo's place on this list is uh, is interesting. We talked about that last week. I would say in the 21st century, I would go Romo, probably Eli and then McNabb as we try to rate the, the high end QBs in the NFC East. Romo, as I get away from his career, the more I sort of admire what he did. Yeah, I mean, he was uh, incredibly efficient. He was accurate. He um, did a lot. I think it, it's it's going to be sad that maybe 10 years from now, we're all going to remember him as a CBS broadcaster more than as a quarterback. Right. Well, the and thing that, that breaks my heart. Never the thing got that stains his career. Well, the, 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 I mean, the things that you remember from his career, one, he gets himself behind the eight ball by fumbling the snap <laughs> in Seattle. Seattle. Then at 13 and three, he loses at home to Eli. That was a bad loss that you can't entirely hang on him because he because it was the defense that allowed Eli to drive the field, not Romo. And uh, and then three, the thing that would have fixed all of that is if you if the catch on fourth and one in Lambeau against the favored Packers, Mm. if he throws a touchdown pass there, I am as big a Rodgers fan as there is. I think Rodgers very well may have drove, uh, may, may have taken the Packers right down the field and won the game anyway. 
but you don't know that that would have happened with four minutes left in that game against what was a a uh, sneaky good defense there in Dallas. Um, if you give Romo that and you send him to the title game in Seattle, I don't know how that goes because that Cowboys team had already beaten Seattle. And I know there people want to have their um, their issues with pass rating, and it's not a perfect stat by any means. But if we, it is one that we use frequently, and he's up there all time with his career passer rating. I mean, he's, I think he's what top 10, maybe even top five somewhere around. What, how many, how many NFC championships did McNabb go to? Uh, he went four? to four in a row. Yeah. And a Super Bowl didn't win, but I mean, Tony Romo, as far as winning in the postseason, didn't, they never got, you know, anywhere and, near that far. And as I like to point out, who is he throwing the ball to outside of T.O. that one season? It's not exactly a collection of, uh, of all timers there. I However, think if someone he, said if, if in, when they were in their in their prime, if you need one of these guys, I mean, maybe blind, even go blind thrash. resume. <laughs> well, I'll take McNabb. And, Absolutely. Uh, and Absolutely. Romo over Eli as far as player goes. Well, he has well, he did have Brian Westbrook, who was a do it all Swiss Army knife kind of player. I think I take Romo, gonna, Romo don't make third out of all those guys. Really? I think I take Romo third out of those guys. Ooh, OK. Bold, bold. Now let's get to... So, okay, so your top three, lay it on us here. We just talked about those three. So Cowboys, number one, Niners, number two, Packers, three. And I put the Niners ahead of the Packers because... Because of Bart Starr. <laughs> Montana Young is better than Favre Rogers right now. That's that. Well, yeah. now wait a second. Now, if that's your math, I don't agree with you. I think you, it, and I then think you it always will Rogers, be. Favre. Talk about... I say, I, to me, I just say Romo has sort of risen by my estimation now that he's retired. Um, and by the way, I think Dak Prescott is a little underrated. Yeah, he is. He's, he, he's fine. He's, what he needs is, and and beware from the the stuff you hear coming out of Dallas is, is that they are going to use Dak as more of a, a running weapon, a little more RPO. When they did that last year, they were mm. they were really tough to stop. It was very strange that Jason Garrett and company and Linehan and everybody didn't jump on that more. It was it was obvious to to my eyeballs. Surely uh, an NFL offensive coordinator should have picked up on that as well. Um but okay, so you go. I, I but but I mean, Rogers is the is. I don't mean just raw talent. In terms of translating that talent into into NFL football games, he's still Aaron Rodgers. I know there's only the one chip at this point. So it's it's totally possible that Green Bay leaps fro- leapfrogs San Francisco by the end of Rodgers' career. Hmm. That's a stand right now. If they have a season like they did last year, that's, yeah, that's well, what I mean. You expect when you have those two guys that you're going to win more than two two titles. And with San Francisco, I should say, I mean, adding in Garcia, adding in Alex Smith, adding in Brody helps them also. But for me, yeah, Montana. It's also funny, though, that history, recent history has or or the tail end of Brett Favre's career um, kind of. Uh, stains what what preceded it in it, just a couple of moments, like we say with Romo and the, the the fumbled snap and everything, that a couple of big moments define your career one one way or the other. And Brett Favre, it seems like the tail end of his career, the interception in New Orleans as the Vikings QB, and the bad pick in the title game in Frozen Lambo against Eli and company have now overwhelmed the the rest of his deeds. People have forgotten Brett Favre's greatness. Oh, he's three, fantastic. Three who's, who's straight MVP. A, a lot of yeah. People. Oh, yeah. Oh. If you spaghetti don't. I mean, am I right in? I mean, I know I'm making a bold <laughs> statement and saying that other people now don't respect Brett Favre as much as they should. But what's your sense of Brett Favre's place in uh, among Super Bowl era QBs? 
he doesn't get talked as much about like during pe- like people my age and my generation for some reason like he's not when you think of all time great quarterbacks. I don't know why. Immediately now, people my, around my age, like mid twenties, they think you think Peyton and Brady because that's what you grew up watching, and then you think Breeze kind of next, and then maybe like the O four class of those guys who like the ones that won rings and Rivers as well, and then you think all time grades, then you immediately go to Montana and you go to guys like and then uh, people, yeah, people of Marino, Marino, the esteem for Marino is greater at this point than it is for Brett Favre. Wow. If you, I, I just, I, that's my sense of crazy. what hurt Brett of, Favre made him a joke too, was like the off the field stuff. Yeah. I think that he's like a joke to some people. And then that, but people don't realize like the guy's throwing like 150 mile an hour, quick slants at receivers and one title. And you know, he's one of the best statistically, but I definitely has heard him. Yeah. The three MVPs is, I mean, not who else has done that? I don't think anybody, right? And so, um, for me, I picked him as the Packers' uh, all-time franchise QB. And think about era. who he was out on the field. You know what the era that he was playing in, too. You yeah. know, there's stiff competition. I mean, his record for games played, uh, games started consecutively, is incredible. I mean, I just, I to me, it's one of the most. And he's also in all the sports. In the you know, this off season has been plagued by oh, this quarterback isn't a leader, and he isn't you know, he doesn't have command the respect. Brett Favre is that guy. His yep. his teammates loved him. You know, he really is one of those very few QBs who actually lives up to the what you uh, the 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 hero of the silver screen that doesn't actually exist in 2019 in very many NFL locker rooms. Brady is also beloved, but I mean, Brett Favre is pretty much the other guy when people say you need you need everybody to buy in and want to win for their quarterback yeah that's not true at all if you go and talk to locker rooms around the nfl um but we mentioned the steelers so let's get to that one then too uh roethlisberger v bradshaw you came down with bradshaw so, I love Bradshaw. I think he's uh, talk about another one who is there. There's a funny category that I, I vouch for. It's not underrated overall. It's underrated, even though they're Hall of Famers. And Terry Bradshaw is definitely one of those guys. Yeah. So for me, uh, when I think of the Steelers organization and uh, I and franchise quarterbacks, I think about that dynasty in the 70s and the four Super Bowls. And so for me, when I think of franchise quarterback, yes, Roethlisberger has played longer he has way better stats overall, um, and he's a better player. But during his era, uh, Bradshaw, I mean, the offense, uh, the Steelers' offense was a top 10 offense for many of those years when they had a world-class defense. And then that is often used to hurt Bradshaw. But when you look at Roethlisberger, I believe 11 of his 15 seasons as a Steelers starting quarterback, he's had a top 10 defense as well. So those things go hand in hand together. And when you look at their playoff stats, they're almost identical. So Bradshaw's playoff stats should be way worse than Roethlisberger's in the era that he played in. And when they look almost the same, you're well, consider roughly half of Bradshaw's careers played pre-Mel Blunt rule, where they opened it up for the passing game. But as soon as they flipped that switch, first of all, Bradshaw was largely a passenger. This was a dominant... Uh, perhaps the greatest sustained defense that the NFL has ever seen that uh, the steel curtain was in the mid seventies. And you had Franco Harris uh, toting the rock for you behind a good offensive line. Bradshaw was basically tasked with not screwing it up for the most part. However, in super bowl 10, the reason that they pull through is because Rod, I mean, Lynn Swan makes the dramatic catches. He has the four catches, three of which remain on most highlight reels that you'll ever see. Um, but Bradshaw, 
for what it's worth, throws this strike, a 64-yard touchdown pass in the fourth quarter as he gets concussed to Lin Swan to win that game. And then three years later, after the rules change in 1978, he wins the MVP. He comes out and starts, is he a passenger then? No, he's slinging the ball all over the place, taking advantage of the rules changes. And his first 300-yard game, to show you the difference in error, his first 300-yard games he's drafted in 1970, first ever in his career, is in Super Bowl thirteen. I was going to say, did he January. put some crazy passing numbers in one of those Game. It's crazy, and then Absolutely. and then his second one is Super Bowl fourteen against the Rams. He he looms large in those Super Bowls. In other words, in the biggest spots of his career, I think that has to count for something. Still, though, his prime window of slinging the ball around is about six years. Roethlisberger has done it for now a decade and a half. And yes, people choose to diminish the early part of his career. Oh, he was a passenger on those teams. Not really. If you go back and look at how they got to the Super Bowl yeah. in those Super Bowl defenses that Roethlisberger they were great. had were fantastic. I mean, Polamalu, Ferry. Timmons, Harrison, Taylor, Clark. I mean, they had so many studs. But, on that but to be fair, though, to every quarterback that we talk about, and then we say, oh, but their defense was so good, and they were, you know, a quote-unquote passenger. When have we seen a team that's been successful and won Super Bowls that had a bum defense? Like, oh, yeah, like that offense is unbelievable. But that defense was garbage city. I'm saying that more to show that that shouldn't be a knock on Bradshaw, that both of them have benefited from it. The the reason, ultimately, the two things that I – why I'll give it to Roethlisberger over Bradshaw at the end of the day is. So for about – for about a dozen years, for the last dozen years, it's been Roethlisberger's team to carry. And he has, and the defenses have been great. But what people ignore about Roethlisberger's prime, it was not a brief window when those offensive lines were garbage. I mean, they weren't mediocre. They were subpar. And Roethlisberger is one of the few human beings, along with Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson in the 21st century, who could overcome a lousy offensive line and still thrive. And two, it's just been a longer stretch. I mean, he's done it for he's done it for a dozen years now um, versus Bradshaw doing it for about six years. And so the fact Steelers. of the matter that he's been able to do it with Tom Brady in the way, so to speak. I mean, if you want to get to the Super Bowl, yeah. if you're Ben Roethlisberger, you have to get past Tom, Tom Brady, or you know that that obstacle looms. At well, some, the other at side of point. that coin is he didn't. He hasn't done that. <laughs> well, so I mean, he hasn't beaten him, but I'm saying you know that there's a possibility. You know that it, when and you're in the AFC, you know that that road is going to go through to, through Foxborough at I, some point, whether it's someone that you're going to play or someone that you have played. So you know that you know, you're going to take on a tough team at some point or another because you've done it in the Tom Brady era. As a Steelers fan, what period of time is more remarkable to you? What, the Roethlisberger Steelers or Bradshaw Steelers? Not talking about the player and what they, their production, but as a franchise quarterback. It is ultimately kind of an apples and oranges things on so many levels. I mean, uh, so many levels. Bradshaw, you know, Hollywood Henderson famously says he couldn't spell cat if you spotted him the C and the A. Nevertheless, he was calling his own plays. Yeah. Roethlisberger is doing that a, a lot at the line, mm-hmm. is changing the plays a fair amount, and it is his offense. But for the bulk of it, he was being uh, he was being dictated to by Bruce Arians and, and uh, beyond. Um, um, also, once your team was formed, if you had uh, Chaz Noll, the Emperor Chaz Noll drafted that team and he put an all-time team together. Once that Chaz. was your team, that was your team, and it didn't change a whole lot. There wasn't a whole lot of variation season to season. Sure. 
it versus the free agency era, which is what makes the Belichick so remarkable yeah. run. So, uh, so amazing. Yeah. And Brady deserves a lot of credit. But as I go along in life, the more I'm starting to think it's Belichick. And I also think Brady doesn't want to retire because he knows that that machine's going to keep on going without him and it will diminish his luster. If the Patriots win a Super Bowl or not win a Super Bowl, the Matt Castle thing. I they, worked in Boston when that went down. I mean, they didn't get to the playoffs, but I think I, I've said it before and I'll say it again. That Matt Castle season is damning to Brady's legacy on some level. And, and he is it. I mean, a little bit. It just shows I mean, you, that, it just shows you that New England has a terrific system because every every team has a system and every quarterback is a system. I guess is a system quarterback. I guess, no matter what you, it is, it's it, if you're an accountant, if you work well at, at your job, you're you're a system accountant. You work well in. The I don't want to have it both ways, but also Steve Young did step in for Joe Montana, and that they 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 hardly skipped a beat, although they didn't get over the hump for quite some time because of the looming. Uh, shadow of Joe Montana over yeah. Steve Young. You but, have to be good to work in a system, too. But Matt Castle is Matt Castle, you know, and he still won 11 games with that team. If it, When you can plug and play a, a journeyman like that, that's kind of damning, right? Yeah, I mean, to, to a certain... And and uh, the limited window of Jimmy Garoppolo and Jacoby Brissett, you know. Brady's also won three MVPs. I got li- I'm not li- <laughs> It's pretty good. Yeah, and he's maybe I'm playing everything. a little devil, devil's yeah, advocate so. here. I mean, I feel like if you if you're a professional, which all those guys that you named were, and you get into an unbelievable system, I feel like you can thrive. Imagine if Ryan Fitzpatrick at his best would have been in New England, been able to start some games. Say Tom Brady wasn't there. I'm not saying Ryan Fitzpatrick would have moved the world. But I bet you he would have won well, a I, whole bunch of football games. with Maybe Bill that's something we could team up on uh, going forward. Is Putting a quarterback love, on a team that they've never I played like on? Tra- that, I think, is the interesting thing. And, and with the 100th year here, this is it's ripe for those kinds of uh, whimsical debates. Mm-hmm. What if you traded Roger Staubach from 1976 to 2019 and you sent, let's say, you know, how about you go with Tom Brady? What if you traded 12 for 12? And you sent Roger Staubach to the Patriots of the 21st century and Brady to the Cowboys mm. of the 70s. Well, how does that impact those two things? Let's start doing that. Let's start doing that. We got to figure out some simulation. To we'll get we'll get Wessling on that. I think his opinion is trustworthy on this subject. We'll get him. We'll get Rosenthal. Right. Yeah. No, we don't want those. Yeah. <laughs> Handsome Hank. I can give or take. David Carr. <laughs> Mooch. Sure. Kurt yeah, Warner will put that. the blue ribbon yeah. panel back How together, Spaghetti. This will be fun if we do that. All right, let's move on. Does it have to be just for quarterbacks or can it be for our other position players? Too? We can do it for other positions. That'd be pretty sweet. Sure. What else do you want to do? What do you want to tackle? Wide the... receivers. Why not? Imagine if the right tackles. drafted Randy Moss. Long snappers. Oh, okay. You know, I mean, not, I mean, it's essentially a redraft, but a reshuffling of the deck. Imagine yeah. if this guy was on that team or if that guy was on this team. You know, Donovan McNabb could have been on the Bears. Yeah. Right you Boston, may have heard. Donovan I'm McNabb. a fan of uh, what ifing stuff when it comes to pro football. It's, it's kind of fun. Count me in for, uh, mm-hmm. for doing that. All right. Spaghetti, what else do you want us to do here? How are we doing on time? You got, plenty, you got a half hour, so plenty of time to get into whatever you guys want. Okay. Well, what 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 should we talk about then? Um I, I there's so many things. Let's uh, choose a good one. NBA Finals. Who are you rooting for, Ali? So, it's it's a little tricky for me. My my wife is Canadian. So, mm. uh we were watching the game yesterday and there was a lot of cheering for the Raptors and, you know, support for them. I want a good series. I always like a good comeback story, so I want to see this go to seven. Um, 
it was tough to see Durant go down yesterday. That that was a terrible uh, a terrible result. That was that was a shame. And I ultimately, as much as we want to get up on Mount Pius and we want to cast aspersions on anybody who allowed this to happen, I do kind of ultimately come down on KD had the counsel of the medical staff in Golden State. And I know that they deep down wanted him to play to save the this this uh, dynastic run. But they are medical professionals and KD. You know, in the 21st century, I I find it hard to imagine that KD wasn't being consulted by physicians of his own or people that he trusted, and and he took a risk. And I feel I you know I feel very bad for him. And the 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 upshot is he's nails and uh, for going out there and yeah. making the contribution he did in a pivotal um, you know. Yeah, I mean, in pivotal game five. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, but I think he probably let you know we, you know, Kevin Durant and his burner accounts and whatnot. I think he probably was reading a lot of tweets and a lot of people saying, you know, almost to the effect you think that, that he happen? needs to ride back in on that on that white horse. And oh man, if Kevin Durant comes back, I think you know he he maybe he allowed some of those those Twitter cats to you know to gas him. Interesting. Up. Just so, just a little bit. What do I know though? You think social media. More not, than I'm not saying it was the, any other influence. It was the the number one factor, but I'm saying it might have played a part. Hmm. If he's sitting there thinking like, man, should I come back? Like maybe if we push it to six, you know, that game's not until it's on Thursday, right? Doesn't this make us look bad? Doesn't this make my free agency <clears throat> look, uh, doesn't it, as I go out, I don't seem essential if I, if Golden State, but they were about to lose and now I can save the day by coming in there. Actually, the other side of that is right. If he doesn't show up on the court yeah. pre-game five, if he doesn't go out there and Golden State flames out, then now... What is everyone going to say? No, well, but I think the other side of the, his value is now proven is that, see, they fell apart. They couldn't handle Toronto without me. Well, you just got to look uh, across to the other team, right? And something similar happened with Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard when he didn't come back and he didn't play and everybody uh, got on him and, you know, were um, saying all these terrible things that he didn't want. He didn't have the heart. He was soft. I don't know. For me, with Durant, the guy wanted to play. He's a competitor. He's, yeah, a, he's, a, he's, he's a gamer, man. You he's, can't he's shut that incredible, down. incredible, incredible player. Uh, I don't know whether he was healthy enough to play or not or if how connected it is with the calf issue he'd suffer. Who knows? Um Sometimes bad things, you know, like I got to think it's that they're I think that's always what they say. When the needling comes in, when they're they're sitting there saying he's reading tweets or whatever, he's hearing from people like, man, if Kevin Durant comes back, I think when you push a gamer and say you can't do this or, you know, this is what will happen if you do come back and are at top performance. I think that's what got his blood boiling and said, you know, I, don't what, know, I can come back. I don't know what it'll mean to his legacy or anything else, but I do good. think just don't go to the Knicks. I do think that Kevin Durant decided <laughs> for all the for all the vapid cynics on social media with KD, he's ring chasing. It's shameful that he doesn't hang in there. Um, Magic Johnson never did that. Yeah, reminder: Magic Johnson got drafted on the team that had Kareem Abdul-Jabbar nice. already on it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So stop with that nonsense. And then right after that, they drafted James Worthy, another all-time great and Larry Bird also drafted with with uh, with the chief and uh, with Kevin McHale and DJ and all those guys so of course in it's not a a fair comparison imagine how good Oklahoma City would be though if they still had James Harden Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant but but the thing I always say about Serge Ibaka if they could have just settled there and decided yeah let's just make a go of it here for the next uh, half decade or decade who knows how many they would have won but as it was constituted KD didn't just go and 
and ring chase and get a ring. He made himself, he joined the Golden State Warriors and became the most important player on the greatest dynasty in NBA history if they can come back and win this. Whoa, that's a strike. (laughs) If they come back and win, if they come back, oh, oh, I'm sorry, I forgot the Chicago one. That's a, oh, wait a second. Fighting words with the two of us. Wait a second. What? I got bad news for you guys. I got bad news for the both of you. All three of us were in Chicago in the what? 90s. All three of us were in were there for Come the Jordan on, Dave. years. Come on, You should bite your tongue right now. I was, a, I was there, too. I saw the whole thing go what? down. Do you think? You, I've never heard so anything wait, so outrageous in my life. Your assertion is that the, that the, the greatest. If they Bulls? win this, they, they're the greatest dynasty. They don't even have as many rings as the Bulls then. Listen, to me. this is an outrageous. This, this is out, this is outrageous. <laughs> this is blasphemous. This is I didn't know. Cock. I didn't Hogwash. know. I, I honestly didn't know that this is where that conversation <laughs> is going to go because to me, the '80s Lakers maybe are better. Although their 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 path to the finals every year, as I've pointed out many times, was pretty breezy, relatively breezy. That through the West in the '80s was like the Nuggets and uh, uh, the Rockets had some good teams, but it was not exactly rugged. Whereas the Celtics had to go through some powerhouse teams just to get to the finals. Jordan single-handedly destroyed numerous Hall of Famer careers. Right? I think that's absolutely. Right. I mean, think about how many guys All don't right. have rings because of Michael Jordan. All right, don't get mad. Spaghetti, anyway. are you surprised that they're so mad? I'm kind of with you. I think that if you played the 96 Bulls. Says the dude from New York. Aren't you a Knicks fan? <laughs> they haven't won a championship since 1973. And I'm upset because of Kevin Durant's injury. So dude, even if he went the there, they still yeah. won't win. It's the worst franchise in all of professional I, I sports. I just the New York Knicks, I, worst franchise I, in all I've professional sports. i these guys get I about think the Bulls. Outrageous. What's great about the Warriors team is like if they lo- lost a guy like Durant, they become like a more defensive team. That like When they have Durant in the court, they're kind of like, looser in a sense because they have like so many superstars they lost him obviously they're playing great defense this series the Raptors just are playing at another level but I think that it would really give them a run for their money those those Bulls 90s teams I think those Bulls, the, the Bulls from I the nineties would destroy the Warriors. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an ultimate hypothetical. Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, you could be a lot more physical. You could put your hand. Yeah. yeah. If, if imagine if you couldn't hand check any of those Bulls. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- let's not even talk about Jordan and Pippen. Yeah. I mean, Tony Kukoc is going to shoot the lights out. I don't know. <laughs> Come on. Clay and Draymond. <laughs> Where does Steve Kerr's Clay and Draymond? What about their three-headed, their three-headed monster at center? I mean, that was that was not formidable. Any, any better than what Golden State runs out there. I mean, By the way, Bill, I, Bill Wennington. I think, not talk <laughs> ill about Will Purdue yeah. and Luke Longley. Oh, I'm talking it, friend. Oh, I, I, and and Boogie, Dennis Rodman. I mean, Dennis Rodman would destroy. That was the Draymond second Grant. half, right? Okay, you're. Okay. But but by the way, you don't get Horace Grant. Grant. You don't get Hulk Grant and uh, Dennis Rodman. I'll take Dennis Rodman. Okay, yeah, if you have to take one of them, I mean, Dennis Rodman's the best rebounder of all time. Okay, but if you if you really want to have that conversation, I will throw in again the '80s Lakers. I mean, you're they're very good, but I'd say they're just a very a, good. A, a cut below. You, you, the Chicago Bulls. I'm not just saying. I mean, you I, know, we talk about we we 20 minutes ago we're talking about underrated Hall of Famers. Sure. You know who's also become an underrated Hall of Famer? Magic Johnson. It's crazy that even in Los Angeles, you'll find people who would tell you that Kobe Bryant was better than Magic Johnson. To that, I say, ha. And I say it again, ha. Ridiculous. Kobe Bryant versus Magic Magic Johnson. I'm saying they were on the same plane. Oh, come on. I mean, uh, yeah, in, in the world of people player. who play basketball, they're fairly close, but... And if you're getting into that top 10, top 15 all time, Kobe Magic Bryant, Johnson is certainly a be- ahead of Kobe Bryant. Kobe was a great scorer. 
I'd take Magic's all-around game. Of course you, know. you would. What are you, loco? I mean, I don't think any, that's that's a losing bet either way. I mean, Our guy Tyler uh, yeah, is us. out there. Trill is out there um, talking about how Kawhi is superior to Kobe. Tell me what at the end of his career he will be if he wins this if he, when let's he wins his ring. Let's pump the brakes. His all just a his bit. all around game is insane. Will that, will that give his second title if he wins this one? Didn't he, he have won one with with San Antonio? Kobe. Does Kobe have five? So let's pump the brakes now. That's a little it's a little presumptuous, isn't it? So you're you're saying to say someone with two championships down on the analytics. he wasn't even on that on that one on that Spurs team he wasn't even the centerpiece of that the, squad the I mean he played of, well if, did he win MVP in that one? I, don't, I don't remember I don't I don't, I don't I'm, I'm not the biggest basketball kid even though we just dug into this basketball I don't know conversation. why you got so you got so angry <laughs> because well, you, I mean you can't come yeah. around here you can't come around two Chicagoans yeah, talking got, saying that the Warriors are better than the Bulls I know that's all you, you got. did that on purpose I know you got that you, you got the eighty five Bears you did that on purpose I know talk about see now that's the other side overrated. 85 Bears. Whoa. Gosh. I mean, for, for one year, not overrated. They were great. They're I mean, one of the, they they're one of the, the best, defensive They're one of the better like your, single like season. They're one of the Steelers. single season better teams that I've seen. But they, it's a little overstated how good they were. I mean, yeah, Jim McMahon was, uh, you know, a, a formidable yeah, quarterback, he but he wasn't like. He needed Walt, oh, yeah, Walter Payton. That's true. a little it's old. Like, yeah, and by 85, he, he had begun slowing down ever so slightly. The defense was phenomenal, but they went against Dan Marino and Dan Marino quick release quarterback exposed them and he would have done so again in the Superdome if they would have had a rematch unfortunately for Marino and for pro football history that he was denied that by a rainstorm well, in South Beach and the Patriots went in there with Craig James and Mosey so you, you gotta get you don't think games. Buddy Ryan would a game plan for that quick release in, in the second well, matchup I don't know why didn't he do it in no. the first one I mean you don't think it would have? Uh, yeah. You learned. I'm sure they learned had game film. Yeah, but exactly. <laughs> I'm sure they had it, but it was a lot less. It's not like Buddy Ryan was sitting there, you know, with the. All right, let's move from this fight to another think, fight. Eddie? Justin Bieber, uh, Tom. Oh Cruise. man, where, I don't know where this came from. Me neither. Sean Merriman it. though has now joined uh, joined the cause yeah. with me to and, try and figure. Amber Theo Harris works for uh, for Sean Merriman's MMA. That's right. Company, yeah. That's it. That's that's Absolutely. right. And uh, and now Merriman and I, and I think the world over is is captivated by this out of nowhere proposition from the Beebs. I say, well, let's go around. Are they the same weight class, though? I think. Well, let's go around. a lot bigger than Tom Cruise. What? Oh, I think Cruise has him by like twenty pounds. Oh, well, don't don't go reading my Twitter feed as as gospel because I'm wondering that. that. I don't know if you read that somewhere and just absorbed that. Eddie, how tall is the Beebs? Can we do a a quick check? Bieber is supposedly five nine. Cruise is supposedly five seven. But but Cruise, I know he's much older. He's probably thirty years older. Ripped. Yeah, he's he's not a decrepit old man, though. He's not 75 or anything. He's, what is he, 52 or something? Does his own stunts. Yeah, I mean. He uh, does his own stunts. Thank you. And two, he also, how many different um, of the. of the Martial arts. Of the pugilistic arts. Right. He does a boxing movie, bare knuckle boxing and far away with uh, with Nicole Kidman. Because that's real effective in hand to hand combat in 2019. Like the way they fought in that movie. <laughs> I think it plays like, a role. Come on over here, buddy. It's like, I'll what, take you down. I'll give you a nice little wrap right in the hit, mouth. Pop. Right in like, the kisser. Let's now, who forget, fights like he just that? beat up Superman <laughs> in the most recent Mission Impossible movie. So, I mean, I think that's exactly right. Tom Cruise, hands down, this is Spoiler not. Spoiler alert, I didn't see the movie. And now, no, I didn't either. Why, why would I, I even either. go see it? It's like, I feel like if you train that in the trailer. for a movie like that, like I told my wife after watching Million Dollar Baby, I'm like, man, Hillary Swank might be able to get you. And she 
still has not let me live that one down to this day. Anytime we see Hillary Swank, she's like, there's your girl. There's Hillary Swank. She can beat me up, right? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like when are you ever going to get in a fight with Hillary Swank? Worst Never. family ever, that movie. They, they go to Disneyland oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. first before, before they, they go, go and, see her. And, yeah. and, and see their well, quadriplegic uh, daughter. Well, That's they, a, they, nothing was going. He just came from Disneyland. We well, heard about to, the injury. They, they were terrible people, but to be fair, nothing was going to change with her status. I mean, you might as well get in uh, Disneyland. Maybe the lines were shorter earlier in the day. Okay. She's still going to be there. Going, going into the places. That's, I mean, that, that's just, a bold take, see? I mean, they're still they're terrible people. There's nothing good about them. But have you seen Million Dollar Baby before? I haven't seen Million Dollar Baby. What? I know. I know. If we'd wait, we're here. It's in the afternoon. It's air conditioned here. If we'd gone the other way around, we'd be broiling in the, exactly. in the humidity. You ever sit in a line at, at Disneyland right at 4 30 in the afternoon? Oh, and then, they're, and then they would be like, oh, yeah, she can't respond. Those kids that haven't discovered deodorant yet. And it's like, oh, man, You're right. like, I got to get the fast okay, pass. Okay, you make an interesting point. Right. But anyhow, I don't think they got the fast pass, though. Cruise wins. Cruise kills him. I mean, Mission Impossible. What are all the movies? Mission Impossible, where he has to, where he does a lot of Edge a fight. Of but I wouldn't be surprised if Bieber came in there and had a little more than you would think. Jack Reacher. I haven't seen Jack Reacher, but again, if he's doing all these stunts, it's not like he would be. It would be completely foreign to him. What experience does Justin Bieber, Bieber, Bieber have throwing hands? He's pretty. I, mean, I don't think he has much experience, but he is pretty athletic. And I've seen the kid hoop before, and he's 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 mean on the skins. He can play the drums, so it makes yeah, his hands are quick. Have to do with anything? What, what do you mean? Let's play the skins. Have you seen that guy go on the drums? What do I care? What is that? that, 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 He he turns one of these into one one of these. You know, I mean, real quick. Also, is never going to give up. He's never going to give up. That is definitely true. Who do you think is going to respond better to getting punched in the face? Bieber or Tom Cruise? Tom Cruise is like um, Brad Pitt in that one or Ed Norton one or the other or maybe both when he fights um, I just wanted to destroy something pretty that scene when he's just bleeding all over and like laughing bo- in the boss's office when he's beating himself up all that stuff that yeah. would be Tom Cruise in a fight like he would like he would take his own blood and like he would lick it off his finger and he'd laugh maniacally and keep on fighting with you but- give me the guy who jumps out of airplanes by choice give me the guy who broke his ankle jumping across rooftops and then continued filming on because that guy's not stopping. I haven't heard okay that's an interesting point that Justin Bieber is good at basketball okay he's- so he's athletic he's athletic and he's younger but I do think, as I always say to uh, to the little fellas, you know, I'm not a I, I'm not a fighter. I've never been in a fight in my entire life. Never. No. But if You've I never been in a fist fight, never. Come but on, it, Dave. Never. Never. Right. I'm I'm a man of peace. Okay. But if I if I lean <laughs> if I, if I outweigh you by forty or fifty pounds and I lean my weight on you, that's going to have some impact, isn't it? Tom Cruise is bigger than uh, Bieber. No. Spaghetti. I'm. I think Cruz you're a fighter. Yeah, I mean, if you've I'm never, not a fighter. You've never been. If he's never been in a fist fight, something. I mean, something tells me that neither one of these cats have ever been in a real fist Did fight. Like, it's all like, like training. Like you've been punching bags and stuff like that. Maybe like, Bieber play like uh, youth hockey. Got into a couple scraps up in Canada. That could, be, that could be it. But I'm possibly. going with Cruz. I'm going with Cruz. Cruz has like that weird Scientology energy. I don't think that. Uh, I think he's definitely going to. Ooh, Willie McGinnis. Yeah, let's see what Willie thinks. I would like to hear w- from Willie McGinnis on this. Willie's engaged in fisticuffs before. Can we bring Willie? <laughs> I know he's doing move the sticks in a in a couple of minutes here, so we'll he's get in a out of suit. The way. Looks very businesslike. I would today. very much <laughs> like to hear from from uh, McGinnis on this subject. I'd also, you know what? Get Willie McGinnis. Wow, Willie, Willie just said I think he thinks Bieber might get him. Whoa, what? Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Oh really? Yeah. Mm. 
the yeah, artist challenged Tom Cruise, the actor, to He's a fight. sneaky athlete, though. No, 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 no. Tom Cruise, he's got too much training. Thank yeah, you. you thank you. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, he got me nervous there. Yeah. Yeah, just do your job that you've been trained to do. That's a, that's exactly. Of course, Willie McGinnis knows the mm. truth on that one. It is. I, I do wish to continue this conversation, but we also got to get Willie. Um, Eddie Spaghetti, when you turn your mic off in the, on the other side of the glass, talk to Willie McGinnis about joining the DDFP, too, because we have important questions for him um, that we discussed earlier on the show. All right. Excellent stuff all the way around. Before we get out of here, though, Cole Wright, you uh, dropped a line on social media that you want to weigh in on the best national anthems out there. Uh, I just thought that Whitney Houston's was far Oh, far you're talking about the best. the best performances of our national anthem. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I didn't mean like the, the Kazakh national anthem. <laughs> well, I, I, was I, mean, I, I like, thought it the way that you yeah. – here's a hot take like, for you. Oh, like, oh. I'll give you a hot take here. Portugal has a fine national anthem. You, you make your jokes, but I'll tell you something. The Star, Spanger, Star Spangled Banner is not as good a song, just a, a straight-up song. Not the, this, Draw a line between okay. its emotional importance to you and just hear the songs. Oh, Canada is better, and France's uh, national anthem is superior. I've never tried. I never thought about really actually ranking other countries' national well, I just anthems did. against each other. I just other. did. Oh, okay. Canada is great, and I'm not just saying that because my in-laws are Canadian. It's a, it's a great, it's a great song. It's oh, like, oh, yeah. can you do the whole song? No, I cannot. Oh, I can't. I won't. You do. It. You want me well, to do the a, whole song? I mean, it's a, it's a, that'd be a little much. That'd be a little oh, much. Everybody's shaking their Canada. head. Canada, right? I all. Oh, you know what? Let's get, I want to talk to McGinnis, ASAMP, too, because I also want to hear what he thinks about this nonsense in baseball with these unspoken <clears throat> rules. Because I, I think Willie has an old school flair to him as well as a uh, an appreciation for the young guys as well. I would be interested to hear about baseball's will, to it, it, the guys within, it, to make it as unpleasurable uh, an event to look at. Shame the devil that a, a guy would hit a home run and be happy about that. Shame the devil. Even Bill Belichick said, People always think that Bill Belichick is robotic and turns those mm. guys robotic. But he, I have heard him say, you should celebrate a big play in pro football. They're hard to make. What is this nonsense of Madison Bumgarner, a.k.a. Uh, new mayor of Mount Pius, getting upset because Mac Munce, Max Muncy hit a home run off of him? Which, Shame oh, the oh, by the way, he, he, oh, yeah, he didn't just right. hit, hit the brakes off of that one. Yeah, right. Well, here's the thing is I'm totally fine with Bumgarner being upset about it. I mean, you should be mad if someone crushes a ball off of you. Um, yeah, it doesn't make him wrong, and it doesn't make Muncie wrong for also celebrating. Like those two things should be happening together. You should be pissed off that you gave up a home run at yourself, though. Yeah, not yeah. to do that. Well, hit if it. you want to get let it out on, you know, we, it's not. Yeah. I mean, it's not his fault. He had a good at bat. Yeah. I mean, but the beaning like, guys, and oh, he well, hit a home run, and then and then yeah, he didn't that, run the bases here, quickly. Here's the catch. That I'm, I but, think is there's a difference between not running the bases quickly, which he said he did, which he clearly did not. I mean, he took like what two and a half steps and then got on his way. But there's a difference. Like if a guy takes walks no. eight steps down the line, nope. uh, there comes a point <laughs> where no it's like, hey, I, you can do that if nope. you want. But guess what? The, your boy that comes up right behind you is going to get one. And then he's going to might need to tone it down a little bit. Understood. That's fine. You just have to know that that's what's coming with it. No, if you that's, that's what's coming with it. That's dumb. And that's bad for baseball. If you, watch if, you if you go, if, if you go yard code, against me, this dumb code, and, I, and, and at least coming up next. And, and if, if you were egregious with your celebration, I understand you can celebrate to a certain effect, but it's like, let's not go over the top. Yeah, I'm getting it's it. almost like when a dude does it over you know the top, it's like, OK, here's what, you, here's what you're going to get. And now your boy's going to get it after you. 
So do you want I mean, your boys to be like, hey, man, you better, you that's not over the top. That. What's it's over the top is to respond to that baseball misdemeanor by throwing a super hard um, uh, it just stings for a little object bit. at somebody's head. It just that's, stings, no, if you go at their head, yeah. But if you go in the back, you know where to, if you're, you're especially these guys in the majors, I mean, they get paid millions oh, of dollars. It. You know exactly where you're throwing it. You're supposed to hit someone m- middle of the back down in, in, in the back of the legs. You don't throw at anyone's head. I'm, I can't believe that you're one of these guys. Yeah, so. I, I've, I've done it before. I was talking with my buddy about it earlier today. Right. I, I had a guy hit a home run off me. I swear it's still probably in orbit. You understand but he, it, he took about eight steps down to first base, and the next guy. This I is drew. why the NBA is now more popular than baseball. And if, and if uh, the curmudgeons of baseball ain't careful, hockey's going to jump them soon, too. Oh, never that. Never. All right. Listen, we've done a lot of good work. When's game here. seven? Uh, well, it, game six is what Thursday, right? What, no, it's already game seven oh, of the Stanley oh, Cup. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It'll it's, it's yeah, never if game seven that. of the World Series was going on. We'd all know what time it was going on. I mean, for the most part, even even non nonchalant fans. OK, in my circles. I see also <laughs> looming behind Eddie Spaghetti on the other side Tytham. of the glass. Chicago's own right. Tatham, who I know would defend the Bulls. Ask Willie McGinnis yeah. though, real quick. Who's the uh, greatest <laughs> dynasty in NBA history? <laughs> He's going to say Celtics of the 60s. Why, would I, why, why wouldn't I say this? Who got the most championships? Who dominated the longest period of time? That's not a good answer because the, the 60s Celtics had to vanquish exactly seven other teams to win their title. And the path to an NBA title back in the 60s was win a best of five series yeah. and then win a best they of seven They were great for their time. but You can't, you can't, you can't yeah. say that because the rules are what the rules yeah. were. The, the rules change in sports all the time time you can't go back and and, and say well that doesn't count because the rules were was the way you just mentioned then versus now it is what it is they still won all the championships they still have the most i think the chicago bulls was another one and then the lakers they're, they're all like great but they're all different he said the warriors are better than the bulls <laughs> he said, <"Whoa." laughs> "That's all you can say." I mean, the, the the Golden State Warriors better than the Chicago Bulls. Like that's that's outrageous. Bucky Brooks is here. Bucky, you gotta get the six first. That's what yeah, I'm saying. They don't have to right. get the six. Yes, yes they, they do. Have they have to get the six. That's a they've done. They've. Won I mean, for a team that has six that- championships with the greatest player of all time, bar none. I don't mean, you see, don't you see? Magic Johnson had to vanquish Larry Bird. On a couple of occasions, that's Mike the had to take out Isaiah, and he had to beat Magic. Yeah, he beat Magic. Yeah, but don't you see that the, until the nah. Brady, until the Brady Patriots, the reason the Steelers are the greatest dynasty. And he took dynasty, out Carl Malone. He kept guys yeah. on the top fifty list. The from reason rings. the Steelers are the greatest dynasty is because they beat the Cowboys and they beat it, the man. Dolphins and they beat the Raiders it. and they beat the Vikings. So some of the best teams in NFL history just to get to the top of the mountain. That does matter. You see Magic Johnson's there? dynasty is greater than Magic uh, than Michael Jordan's. You, you have a sign that's in your own studio right here. Studio I'm not 66. All right, I'm, no. Jive, I've had it with everybody today, on this Dave. side of the glass, on that side of the glass. <laughs> You've ruined my birthday. Thanks. Oh, still. Happy birthday, Dave. Happy birthday, Dave. Okay, my, that makes it all right. We, we uh, share, we share a birthday week. Are we cool? Are we, we're going to do our project together, yeah. Bompuri, and then we're going to get handsome Hank the Coward. And your triplets are coming you. up. 
Oh, yeah. Excited about that. Lots to, lots to come. We'll be back with uh, more Huey and Applesauce for you later on in the week. In the meantime, track down on NFL.com and otherwise. Give your uh, Twitter handle real quick. Uh, it's at Ali Bonpuri. You're not going to be able to spell that. But you should go to NFL.com slash franchise QBs. Yes. Much to find uh, as you heard at the top of the show. There are a lot of cool stuff to uh, take a look at and debate. Call right. Total access. Serious. Keep it busy. You know, Absolutely. king of all media or print. Try to be. Thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com.